You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. I'm Tony Mark, and I have two very special guests in the studio today. Monique Kamzuli and Dr. Elizabeth Stavros is with us today, and um, they're here to talk about their passion for fitness. Um, but I also want to go into detail um, about what they do. You, you, you'll eventually be drawn into how these two um, individuals uh, uh, work and, and what they do and, 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 and different things from, from a different, um, uh, different genres, but they really bring something to the table that I found really very in, in, uh, important. Uh, as I said, the passion for fitness was, um, was what led them, um, led them here and what led me to them. So I'd like you to meet them. Uh, welcome to the studio, Monique and uh, Dr. Stavros. Thank you. Uh, now, Monique, with, with what you do, can you explain mm-hmm. to the audience and um, what you do and, and how you got to the stage in, in your career? Sure. Okay. So um, I, uh, I'm a publicity manager, and uh, I've been doing publicity for the past seven or eight years now. I really started uh, more in agency life uh, with uh, big consumer products, so like Coppertone, S.C. Johnson, uh, in fashion with Swarovski Canada. Um, I launched uh, a clothing line for uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen at Holt Renfrew. Uh, so that was how I kind of started. And then I moved a little bit more into entertainment and uh, started doing uh, publicity for uh, major networks, a lot of uh, reality shows. So uh, I did... Uh, the first uh, four seasons of Top Chef Canada. I uh, helped launch uh, the first season of Chopped Canada with uh, like people like Dean McDermott, who was the host at the time. Uh, I worked on Undercover Boss Canada with some really cool uh, Canadian CEOs who went undercover uh, amongst their staff. Uh, so um, those are the types of things I do now. I'm working um, with some smaller businesses, uh, you know, helping with product launches and things like that. Uh, so I do, uh, you know, basically I help with media launches. I'll help people define their messaging for whatever they're launching, uh, define their audience, uh, and I'll plan out the campaign and, you know, be with them every step of the way. <laughs> well, um, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear uh, the rest of Monique's story, it's it's so interesting because, as she said, she's into she's on the entertainment side now, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, when I was doing my research on, on Monique, I was every layer uh, uh, added something more exciting. <laughs> so we're going to get back to you and talk a little <laughs> bit more about that. But Dr. Stavros, how um, you're a, a naturopathic doctor. And I wanted to know more about um, what a naturopathic doctor does and, and how it can help with, with everything that's going on. How, how, how do we go about um, understanding what you do? So I, I came into naturopathic medicine in a really unique way. It wasn't my first career. Um, I actually started off um, in strategic marketing. I did that for seven years. I uh, ran a consulting company. So I was working with um, a lot of wineries, breweries, um, corporate clients um, running their, their marketing campaigns. Um, and I ended up getting 
burnt out, overworking, had a lot of employees, had a lot of um, large size contracts that I was working on. Um, so I sold that company. And shortly after doing so, I ended up um, running into my own uh, health challenge where all I knew was the conventional medical establishment. So I went to see my family doctor. She gave me um, a treatment that for me was ineffective. I was actually resistant to the antibiotic I was given. So I went back, was given another set of antibiotics uh, for which I was resistant. And this happened a third time. So by this time, um, I was really suffering, um, resistant to conventional treatment. And I said to her, what should I do? And she said, well, I don't have any other tools in my tool belt. So um, at that point, someone said to me, go see a naturopathic doctor. I'd never heard of that, had no idea what that was. So I did some research, went to see a naturopathic doctor. And my uh, the issue, the health challenge I was having was rectified in about a week, and I was given preventative advice um, on how to ensure that I, it, I never got that again. And uh, for me, that was mind-boggling, that it was that easy of a fix, and that it provided me so much relief that I thought, okay, this really needs to be mainstream. Everyone needs to know about this. And I want to be part of bridging this gap between conventional and naturopathic medicine. So I went back to school did four years naturopathic medicine. Um, so you have to have your bachelor of science and then four years um, of post-secondary school. And then I did um, uh, rotations in uh, cancer care, actually, with a doctor from Cancer Treatment Centers of America who taught those rotations and uh, became a naturopathic doctor. So that's sort of my background and my story and why I think naturopathic medicine is a really important part of, of um, treating people from a wellness perspective. That's so nice. It, um, it, it, when I, I was trying to bridge the, the gap between what you guys do, and um, as I said before, it was your, your passion for fitness that, um, that, that led me to you. Um, with your strategic marketing background and Monique's uh, uh, PR background, did that lend for a lot of interesting conversation uh, uh, between you two on, on how to go about doing things? No, we talk more about health than anything else, actually. We do. We really, when we're in the gym, like we spend yeah. a lot of time in the gym together more than anything. Um, we spend some time outside of the gym, too, but I would say more time in the gym. And more time, most of our conversation revolves around optimizing health and wellness yes. and things like that, much yeah. more so than the marketing PR piece. For sure. Well, that was the the, the, the most interesting part when I first met you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I introduced, uh, I was working with some, some clients and um, I, I approached you guys and said, you know, you have to try this because, you know, after observing you guys what you were doing and you were doing all your exercises correctly and I wanted to challenge you more. And that's mm -hmm. where it um, took off. So I knew you guys for a couple of months before I said, you know what, try this and so on. And uh, you were able to do it because most people, they can't do it. It's, it's an extremely hard workout and they, they can't do it. So with you, Monique, mm -hmm. with your, your mm -hmm. how busy you are and, mm -hmm. I, you know, in my little piece going through and sure. you do so many different things. Yes. How do you find the time to, to, to work out? Because you um, guys do spend uh, uh, quality time, not maybe you yes. know, quantity, but quality yes, time working out exactly yeah um i uh i think we're pretty effective uh with our time there i think we use the time in the gym really well um but for me uh what i do is i try to be uh intentional and mindful about uh what i'm fitting into my day and as well with exercise so i personally i like to journal 
So I write down things every morning that I need to get done and I I try to prioritize it. So um, even if it's just planning in a 10-minute workout, um, then, you know, I really, I, I plan it and I, I really try to do it. And e- if I just say 10 minutes, it doesn't seem like a lot and I'll fit it in, but then often I'll end up spending more than that. But half the battle is just getting yourself there. And then once you're there, uh, it's a lot easier. So, and then I find that, um, you know, once I get used to a sort of schedule, it, be, it really becomes habit. It's amazing how, Things can be difficult at first that you may not want to do, but then <coughs> after a while and you continuously do it, you feel strange if you don't do it. Yes, so, absolutely. So um, it's amazing, you know, you, it kind of just becomes automatic. But Monique, you just touched on something that, um, it's funny, mm-hmm. I, I haven't given you this advice, but mm-hmm. I give it to, I say it to a lot of people, mm-hmm. that just give yourself a lot of, a, a small amount of time. Yes. It doesn't have to. Yeah. The minute you say you have to work out for an hour or two, all of a sudden it yeah. is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And most people, they'll find an excuse not to do it. But mm-hmm. if you say, you know what, I'll do it for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, yeah. it becomes half an hour. It becomes 40 yes. minutes. Yeah. And that is so important. So, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, I, I, I'm always trying to help people and, and mm-hmm. motivate them and so on. And that's why I thought you guys would be the best mm-hmm. ambassadors for a, a wellness program because you you love it you, yes. you when you're doing it you're enjoying it I see you're sweating you're tired like hell yes. but you're you're still working out hard yep. when you're there but you've also you started in the hardest place you prioritize it mm-hmm. and then you got yourself in there mm-hmm. is it th- about the same way for you doctor is it uh, this is a good opportunity for me to recommend a book that mm-hmm. Monique and I both read back in October oh, we went yeah, to we right. went on a we did a weekend in Manhattan Beach and we actually met mm-hmm. the author of this book. His name's Jeff Olson. Mm-hmm. And um, and the book is called The Slight Edge. And he gave this book to us. And I thought, oh, what's this going to be re- about? And it's a brilliant book. I've since mm-hmm. ordered it in wholesale and I give it to clients. Um, and what cool. it talks about is exactly what Tony just touched on. Yeah. Whenever I go to the gym, I tell myself I'm going to go for 10 minutes and I'm going to mm-hmm. do my, I, we always start with 10 minutes of high intensity interval training on mm-hmm. the treadmill. I say, okay, I'm just going to do that. And if I do more than that, then it's a bonus. Yeah. And if I exactly. do that and leave, mm-hmm. then that's okay too. So still one. It's, yes. And that's what the slight <laughs> edge is. It's this 10-minute commitment that I make mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. And anything else on top of that is gravy. I've never once gone in there and done 10 minutes. But yeah. just, just that that knowing the that that's all I have to do is exactly. what gets me there. Exactly. Um, and this book talks about how what differentiates someone from achieving a state of excellence in their life versus uh, mediocrity mm-hmm. is a slight edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the consistency of coming into your day with a slight edge every day mm-hmm. that really makes the difference. Yeah. It, it um, for and it's not. I keep, you know, I'm, I'm going back to you guys and mm-hmm. and and what you brought to the table because mm-hmm. I do this. You know, this is my living and, and working out and training people. But there are always people who stand out. And that's what you guys did. You know, I, you know, at the the, the club that I met you at, you, um, there, there are always a lot of people working out. But why is it that you two were the ones that you know stood out from everybody? Uh, you're obviously you're in good shape, and you know, and so on. But it was the fact that you know that you could see the passion. That was there, mm-hmm. but the enjoyment at the same time, and I guess with passion comes enjoyment. It doesn't you don't feel like you mm-hmm. know they always say if you love doing something, you don't it's not work, mm-hmm. right? But um, you know that's what I saw from you guys, and just that's what I'd like you to convey. 
You know, when you, when you're, you know, to people and, and seeing 10 minutes, like who couldn't do 10 minutes? And um, by, by doing all these little things, um, now Dr. Elizabeth, with, with your, your, your practice, um, and you, you have so many things behind you from um, naturopathic oncology uh, uh, to mindfulness meditation, it, it's, that was something in the last year that has intrigued me. And it was talking to you that really got me looking into it more. What is mindfulness meditation? So that's probably a large aspect of uh, what both Monique and I do that really keeps us motivated um, and for staying on track for, for wellness in general, not, not only for our workouts. Um, but mindfulness meditation encourages you to be exactly who you are. There's no destination for mindfulness meditation where you have to change and become something else. It's just cultivating your inner awareness and tapping into that brilliant sanity that we all have deep within us, our own innate wisdom. Um, and when you're able to tap into that and really be present with that um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it infiltrates every aspect of your life. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I could give an example, um, even just being mindful, like not meditating, but even when you're eating. So are you being mindful when you're eating, uh, when you go to grab something, ask yourself, am I even hungry? Like, why am I eating? Am I on autopilot right now? Or am I, am I hungry? And, and what am I eating? Because sometimes we just grab a bag of chips and we're angry about something that happened at work that day. And before you know it, you've finished it. And you haven't Without even thinking. been present yes. or appreciating what you're eating or putting something nutritious in your body. So that's about being intentional as well. So, you know, what am I eating? Why am I eating? Like, stop and and don't go on autopilot. Be, like, you know, mindful of it. Now, before we go on, I'm going to take a short break because I, I knew once I got into the subject, we could do a whole show on mindfulness meditation. It, it, it's not, it kept me intrigued when I was doing the research and I was trying to find out more and more and more. And hearing your personal, uh, reading your personal story, how you got into it, I want you to explain it and then we're going to discuss it further. So um, we'll be right back on the Art of uh, Wellness on PeachRadio.com. This is Peach Radio. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Uh, back with uh, Dr. Stavros and uh, Monique Kamenzuli. Um, we were talking about mindfulness meditation. And uh, as I said before, very interesting topic. It has um, uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things in the, in the last little while, and I'd like to explore it more. So, Dr. Stavros, you had a, um, a personal story about how you got into to mindfulness meditation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I tend to be very type A, as are a lot of the clients that, that I see in my practice. And um, type A personalities tend to run themselves to the edge, working really hard, um, trying to, you know, overachieve, accomplish as, as much as they possibly can in a small time frame. And what I found um, in my own personal life and in the lives of my clients is that that leads to burnout. And that what actually enables you to be the best version of yourself is when you're fully present in 
the moment. Um, and so learning states of how, how to halt, cultivate that and harness that um, can help you take peak performance from being um, a state that you can tap into and can actually turn that into a trait. So what you are, who you are at your core can become this mindful, uh, you can become this mindful tapped in grounded and centered human being, um, which really is a profound shift from being, you know, up in your head type A anxious type personality. Um, so that was really what opened the door for me when I had that realization. So I did some training at Harvard under Herbert Benson, who's really a pioneer um, in, in uh, mindfulness. And it was one study in particular that stood out for me. Herbert Benson took uh, thousands of individuals who'd never meditated before through nine weeks of meditation. So 20 minute a day uh, practice of meditation. And after nine weeks, they looked for functional changes in their, you know, in their personality. So they found all types of functional changes in the way that they were living their lives that showed benefit. But then they did, um, they did MRIs and ECGs on the brain. And they found that there was down regulation of the amygdala and the limbic brain, the really hyper emotional part of the brain. And there was a thickening of the prefrontal cortex, which is where we make our executive decisions, uh, fine-tune personality and things like that. And that's after nine weeks. Um, so there's really measurable changes, both in terms of brain structure and brain function with the practice of meditation, which... That's, that's so exciting. Yeah. You know, knowing how you can rewire your brain and actually benefit right. uh, so much from it. Now, Monique, how yeah. have you used that in your, in your life? Um, sure. So I, I practice meditation uh, maybe a couple times a week uh, if I can fit it in. Even if I just do uh, a six-minute guided meditation at home or uh, even go to a group meditation class if I have more time. Um, I find that it's very helpful when you're busy or maybe you have uh, a big decision on your mind or a lot going on to just quiet your mind and it can help you get clear, you know, to, to just, just to focus, to uh, make the right choice and just to quiet everything else that's going on and and uh, and make the right decision or you know to de-stress um, that's basically how I would use it okay yeah it, it, but um it's obviously it's helped you guys because you you are you have your hand in so many things mm -hmm. you know and you're successful mm -hmm. at them which is which is a, a compliment to you because it means that you're you know whether it's your focus or your your ability to to whittle things away mm -hmm. and focus on the the task at hand um, but you you're I looked into your blog and mm -hmm. and so on there are so many interesting things that that are on there yeah. and keeping people informed and and yes. so on. Yeah. Um, I found that very interesting. Yes. How um, how long have you been blogging? Um, well, it uh, I've had my uh, account for gosh, n not even that long. Just probably within the last two years or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. So in the internet world, that's a yes. long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it um, now going going back um, to to with the, the mindfulness meditation, uh, doctor. It, it, can can we all well it does it sounds like everyone can benefit from it um how do you go about suggesting it to to clients um from the, the you know for instance i have some clients who just can't you know i can't focus on on this i can't calm down you know you mentioned the a type personalities uh and they just want to go 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 this is 
actually ta- saying, take a step back, get into the moment, and focus on one thing. Um, how do you go about uh, suggesting that to a lot of your clients? It's funny because the people who are the most resistant to it are the ones that benefit the greatest from it. Um, so the people who are always you know, running around doing 10 things at once, multitasking, those ADHD type people that uh-huh. we all have in our lives are the ones that when they actually buckle down and commit to doing this for maybe five minutes a day at, at the beginning are the ones who have the greatest benefit. Um, and so you might wonder why you know, sit on a, a cushion or, or a chair and meditate for five to 20 minutes a day. What's that going to do for me? But what ends up happening is that you take this focus directed attention into yourself um, where you're just focusing on, you know, maybe it's your breath, maybe it's um, an affirmation, something else. Um, but you have one pointed focus. And what happens is that you end up taking that off the mat, out of the meditation practice, and um, it permeates other aspects of your life. So when you're in a meeting, when you're doing a speech, Um, When you're present with someone in a relationship, you end up being able to be fully present and bring the best version of yourself to those types of interactions. Mm -hmm. So um, those people need it more than anyone else, but you'd want to give them baby steps. It's, uh, it's very similar to what you were talking yeah. about before, Monique, you know, the 10 minutes, yes. you know, writing it down and, and, yeah. and making sure that you get your 10 minutes. It's never 10 minutes, but you that's the way you start it. Yes. Um, so just right across the board, the advice, when you look at the, the way you go about doing things, it's very similar yes. you know, and yeah. in order to make it successful. Yeah, I think it can. It, it, it's like exercising your mind also even to control your emotions in situations where you need to get a hold of yourself. I think if you're meditating on a regular basis, you get a better handle on that. So when you are in a boardroom and things are heating up or in a relationship situation where you are feeling emotional, I find that, you know, the meditation really helps with controlling that. Like you control your emotions, they don't control you. And um, when you meditate, like, because it's hard to meditate at first because your mind is going everywhere. You have to practice and it takes a while to get it because there's just so many thoughts going through your mind that it's amazing. But even I find breathing, because which is such an Mm -hmm. integral part of meditation, Mm -hmm. breathing is difficult when you do it properly. When Mm -hmm. I first started uh, meditation, it was like everything would hurt, you know, and Mm -hmm. taking a deep breath and actually trying to hold it and and let it out slowly and so on. That was was difficult. And then it's just like everything else. You work it, you get the muscles working, your your lungs expanding, and it just comes a lot easier. Yes. So it's, um, no, it's such an interesting, I think, you know, as we go forward and knowing how how, uh, busy, you know, our lives are. And I'm looking at the two examples in front of me, and uh, you guys are every day go go go, but you're still finding the time to um, to to practice and 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 do it properly mm-hmm. um, is a, is a testament to what it can lead to. So it's um, now going back to with with uh, your background, doctor, your um, naturopathic oncology. Have you had any patients come to you and say, I only want to do it uh, the naturopathic way, uh, as, as opposed to, you know, my there are other doctors um, saying you should do chemo and, and they don't want to do it? Have you had that that experience in your practice? 
Yeah, absolutely. So my training, my extra uh, training in adjunctive cancer care was um, training from, uh, you know, uh, basically Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They have certain protocols that naturopathic doctors um, uh, roll out in in uh, combination with chemotherapeutics or radi, you know, radiotherapy if those things are advised by by their um, conventional oncologists. Um, and so the training that we received is is similar to the training that um, a CTCA doc would um, would do in terms of the naturopathic things that they would include in their protocol. So um, with that training in mind, I would never recommend to someone to forego uh, the conventional route to forego chemo or radiation if those therapies would be beneficial for that cancer type. So that that um, would be something that would be analyzed on a case-by-case uh, basis. But if what they've been recommended um, is found to be beneficial for that cancer type, I always encourage them to do that form of therapy, even if they come in to see me um, wanting natural therapy only. There's a lot of cases out there, for example, um, prostate cancers that are very slow growing in older men, where um, their physician will say to them, listen, a watch and wait approach is better than us doing anything drastic. Um, And in those cases, naturopathic medicine has a lot to offer because there's tons that we can do um, over and above watching and waiting. There's things that actively um, will help to reduce tumor size and help um, them to have a better quality of life. Um, Same thing with things like, um, you know, abnormal cancer cells on a pap smear that could lead to cervical cancer. Doctors will do a watch and wait approach there, but there's a lot of stuff that we can do with naturopathic medicine to prevent. Um, And also after someone undergoes chemo or radiation, the system largely just leaves them and says, okay, you're cancer-free, go home. And it's like, well, what now? Surely there's still things I can do. Yeah, you see, and that was that was one of the questions. Uh, that's what I was leading to. Um, you know, after you do chemo, because it's obviously a lot of toxins going into your system. Yes. That must be such a huge uh, 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 part of naturopathic medicine um, or naturopathic oncology to help rid your body of all those toxins. Um, is, is it... Uh, Absolutely. I mean, obviously, chemotherapy, there's probably nothing else in terms of drug therapy that takes such a toll on the body as chemotherapy does. So you'll see people often, they'll be left with, you know, peripheral neuropathies or numbness and tingling in their hands and feet. Um, They're they're left, you know, feeling very cold or the body sensation of being cold all over, um, lack of taste. Um, you know, acid reflux, um, digestive complaints, ulceration in the digestive tract, things like this. All of those things, um, can, we can see immense benefit with using natural therapies. So not only for detoxifying largely the liver and kidneys um, using different therapies, but also helping to mitigate the effects of the chemotherapeutic on their uh, agents on their body. Um, there's also things that we can do while they're undergoing chemo that are largely beneficial to help prevent side effects, um, to help you know boost white blood cell count uh, numbers because chemotherapeutics generally decrease them and that will often make it not possible for people to continue therapy. So with naturopathic medicine, we have agents that can be used in conjunction um, with, with chemo that will help to alleviate those issues and also to alleviate side effects. See, to me, that, that's what everyone should know, because most people think there's only one route to take. And I've, um, in my research and with clients that I've dealt with, having both, you know, having someone like you in their lives to advise them on the other side of it. That, because it, what I find interesting is that you're complementing 
the yes. system. Yes. It, it's it's not, you're not saying, and you haven't said once since I've met you, it's either this or that. You're no. saying that let's work together in order to make it a, a, a more complete uh, uh, system. Exactly. It's right? taking the best of what every system has to offer and giving that to patients. So in other countries like Japan, um, they use uh, natural therapies in conjunction with chemotherapy. So in Japan, they use medicinal mushrooms with chemotherapeutic agents, and they get really great results from that. Um, and so I think that's going to become more mainstream in North America than it has been for the past several decades. It's um, What's interesting, I, I spent a, um, a large part of my, my weekend at a, a seminar with um, the Canadian Neurology Association. And listening to all the things that they were talking about and all the new drugs and all the new um, uh, ways of treating uh, uh, prostate cancer and so on, a lot of it, you know, some of it is, is, is to do it in the natural setting too. You know, years ago, if you go back 15, 20 years, that would never have been uh, 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 one of the, the part of the discussion. Uh, and now it's being embraced, so it's uh, it's so nice to 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 see that, and and knowing that you're at the the forefront of what's going on. It is nice. I think people are waking up to the fact that drug companies promote what they promote because they're able to patent it because it's not a natural substance, um, and the fact that you're not able to patent and uh, and sell and make millions or billions off natural substances. It's quite common knowledge now that that's a large motivating factor in what's recommended in our system. Um, and so now that that's more common knowledge, uh, the benefit is that the public is getting access to things that are not these proprietary uh, drug formulations exclusively. Um, so they're getting um, best evidence for, for, for everything almost. And hopefully that trend will continue. We're really just at the beginning of that. Excellent. Now, Monique, mm -hmm. it's... Um you know, having your 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 very good friend uh, uh, Dr. Stavros there uh, uh, talking about all these things, and it's yes. it's always uh, about health and, and nutrition. Yes. How do you absorb a lot of that? Because obviously, you know, you guys spend a lot of time together. Yes. But um, is it uh, 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 advantageous to having a, a very good friend that's a naturopathic doctor? For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I'm very curious about it as well. So. Whenever I have any sort of problem or question, I always ask Elizabeth, you know, is there a good remedy for this? What would you use? How would you use this? Um, so many times she has given me uh, advice or will bring me products or, you know, it just common things. I had a scar and I said, what would you put on this? Or how would you, <laughs> what do you think of this? And, you know, you brought me rosehip oil yeah. actually worked really well. And, um, and that's incredible because yeah. we we only see, you know, that's mm -hmm. what uh, uh, Elizabeth was just saying. You remember, mm -hmm. you know, these companies, they have, you know, you're, you're I'm in business, you're in business, yeah. we're, we're all there to we're sell something. Business, yeah. But if there's a natural a yeah. natural product out there, like that's what what a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, the, and, and probably, you know, Feeling a lot better, tasting a lot yes. better, all these things that you yes. you do from the natural um, point uh, standpoint, mm -hmm. it's um, it's so much better for you. So yeah. you're benefiting from her the her, oh, her wealth sure. of knowledge. Oh yes, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> now, do you guys uh, are you? 
do you motivate each other? Um, you were talking about your 10-minute rule. I'm going to keep bringing yes. that up because I think it's so important. Um, but yeah. when you get into the gym, yeah. um, is, it, do you, is it one person leading another or are you guys are uh, together saying, let's just do more and more and more? How does it go about yeah. uh, in, your, uh, in your workouts? Well, we kind of uh, just get into a bit of a routine where, like Elizabeth said, we start with the... Hit training, and um, and then we do move into some weight training, and uh, we do the training that you uh, recommended to us every time. Um, and um, there's no real hard workout that we have lined up. We just kind of go with it. We we push it as hard as we can until we're exhausted, and just make really good use of the time there. Uh, I think we're really good at motivating each other. Uh, we try to do a little bit of um, yoga at the end of each workout and some stretching and, um, you know, s- like slowly you advance. If you just keep at it a little bit every time, you you get better. Um, so even with my headstand, I couldn't do it in the beginning and within two weeks, just, you know, trying it just once a day, just yeah. try and get into the position, just try to get your body used to the movement and 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 you'll get it you know you just have to keep at it uh and uh yeah i think it's really positive we had someone come up to us at the gym and say i've never heard two people speak so positively and motivate one another as yes. i have with you two so yeah, that was really was a real compliment and yeah. that's exactly what yeah. i got from it when, um, <laughs> you know i don't usually volunteer things and in, in, you know even though i, I approach you guys um it was that uh, you know I, I keep repeating it, but mm-hmm. it was that uh, that passion for it and 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 how you guys were constantly bouncing things off each other. You know, mm-hmm. let's try this, let's mm-hmm. try that, let's do that. I saw yeah. this new move and and so on. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I wish everybody had that. But from yeah. the the person who's sitting on the on the couch that they, mm-hmm. they're not motivated to do it, uh, just think uh, of what these two ladies said. You know. Use 10 minutes. Yeah. Anybody can do 10 minutes. If you don't want to go to a gym, if you don't want anything, get down on the floor, do a plank for a minute and, you know, do a wall sit for 30 seconds and so on. But put in your book, write it down, Mm -hmm. put it in your in your phone uh, that you have to do 10 minutes a day and see what happens because Mm -hmm. it's such a a, it makes such a big difference. And get a friend if you can. I mean, part of what keeps us so motivated is the fact that we have a commitment to each other to yes. be at the gym at this time yes. of the day. And so there's an accountability factor there at play That's as well. That's true. Yeah. It makes a big difference yes. yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, uh, in how you go about doing it. We'll take one more break and come right back with um, Dr. Elizabeth Stavros and Monique Kamazuli. Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Welcome back to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. I wanted to, to get back to Monique and, and ask her about uh, the, the state of uh, um, product launching. And, and um, she's done a lot of television, television work uh, in the past. But uh, Monique, what kind of things are you working on right now? Um, so... Uh I'm doing entertainment and and uh, as well working with uh, products. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's the industry is really you know it's uh, it's changing a lot. Obviously, now everything is 
uh, online, the, the news cycle is now 24 hours. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's with really the shortened good. attention span. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So people are in information overload. <laughs> so, um, you really have to take a, uh, targeted approach and, you know, uh, zeroing in on your target audience and um, really defining your message and having uh, an integrated approach. And it's not just traditional PR anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's social, it's, it's events, it's, it's everything. So it really depends on what it is and kind of finding the perfect custom plan. And when you launch a product, are mm-hmm. you going, are you the, the person that's, that's hitting every different media? Are yes. you, you're in charge. So you're, yes. you're, you're doing radio, television, internet, sure. yeah. uh, mobile. If it's relevant. Yeah. yeah. If it's relevant to the market, then, uh, yes, we'll, we'll create a plan and, and, and we could be, uh, doing a, a media tour, you know, across the country, hitting every radio station and morning show, newspaper, online, bloggers, or, you know, maybe it's Instagram or collaborations or um, there's just so many things you could do. So it really depends on what it is and what your goals are and what you're, what you're going after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Dr. Stavros, it's, um, you know, back uh, uh, um, on, on the medical side, um, the naturopathic side, um, is there, what are you working on right now and, and, and how are you, because I know you do a lot of corporate wellness um, and, and so on, but what are you working on right now that can help, help us on that side of the, the, medical, uh, the medical field? Yeah, so my goal was always to work in a collaborative model in the conventional uh, care model. And so that's what I do currently. I work in two private medical clinics that practice precision medicine. Um, one is at Young and Davisville called Healthcare 365. Um, so I maintain a general practice there. Um, I work with Dr. Vera Kohut. She's a, a medical doctor, quite a veteran. She's uh, brilliant, uh, been in the business for a very long time. And I also work at ex- the Executive Health Center at Young and York uh, Mills uh, with my partner, Dr. Elaine Chin, who's also a medical doctor. Um, Elaine exclusively sees uh, executives at her clinic, uh, which gives me the unique opportunity to practice a lot of the mindfulness peak performance training that I that I did while I was at Harvard and that I've sort of honed in on over uh, the past few years in my practice. Um, so we see... Uh, executives there at the other practice, I see a general practice, a bit more of the uh, naturopathic supportive oncology care there. Okay, well, thank you so very much um, to both Monique and Elizabeth for coming in today. Monique, how can we get a hold of you? Um, Sure. So I'm on pretty much all the social sites. (laughs) I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, Monique Kamen. So it's M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-C-A-M-E-N. Uh, or Instagram, I'm um, Monique Kamenzuli. Uh, so Kamenzuli is C-A-M-E-N-Z-U-L-I. Uh, or um, LinkedIn, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm the only Monique Kamenzuli. <laughs> so. And uh, what's your, um, do you have a, a, a specific website? Um? Uh, no, but I can give you my email if yes. that works. Okay, yeah. so it's uh, Monique commends, uh, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-C-A-M-E-N-Z at gmail. 
com. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And Dr. Stavros, um, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, so my website is drstavros.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, stavros.com. And my email address is elizabeth.stavros. Stavros is spelled S-T-A-V-R-O-S at healthcare365.org. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate uh, the two of you coming in and spending time in studio with me today. I think it um, was very informative. Um, we were trying. I was trying to get across that how two really busy women in in different um, different fields actually find time to work out and and, uh, and make time for for wellness. Um, they they certainly have an advantage on the wellness side because of the the wealth of knowledge that uh, that Dr. Stavros possesses. But um, Monique also showed that you know her her meditative side and using that um, also. So really, she is honed in on, on and given really incredible advice on how she goes about doing it. So, ladies, thank you so very much for coming into the studio. Thanks Thank for you, having Tony. us. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're quite welcome, and you're welcome back anytime. Um, once again, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode on The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. <laughs>